0: And welcome to the How Not to Screw Up Your Kids podcast. So, pour yourself a cuppa, find a comfy seat, and enjoy the conversation. This is episode 69, and today I'm starting a mini-series within How Not to Screw Up Your Kids podcast called Investing in Yourself. And I am joined by Heather Black, who is the power force. And so this is a series of talks where I'm going to be talking to you various different individuals around how can we invest in ourselves, whether that's investing in ourselves in terms of a new career, as I'm talking to Heather about, or whether that's investing in ourselves, whether it comes to our self-care or compassion or whatever it might be. So in this episode, Heather talks about her journey to setting up Salesforce and how as individuals, as parents, we might want to reconsider where we might want to go with our career so some of us will be listening to this podcast thinking actually gosh this is so timely because i'm not happy with what my current job is giving me or maybe you're thinking about a new work-life balance and whilst heather obviously is going to talk from her experience and what she does within salesforce the information that she shares can be used whether you choose a career or change direction in any shape or form and in fact her free resource really allows you to start looking at what does that investing in myself look like and what might that return on investment be like and i would really encourage you to kind of lean into this and have a have a listen whether you're looking at changing careers or not there are some really excellent kind of thought-provoking comments here by heather now the give this week is going to be heather's specific resource and that helps you work through some of the points that she talks about in terms of how do you make that decision about investing yourself because of course it's always that kind of it's quite a scary thought often when we look at the numbers whether we're deciding to retrain in any aspect it's always a slight sharp intake of breath so the resource is really to help you work through that so as always you need to go to my free resource library drmaryhand.com forward slash library where you'll find the link to download the resource All you need to do is pop in your email address and you'll get instant access not only to this week's podcast episode, but all the other episodes across all my other episodes. As ever, if you enjoy this episode, I'd love it if you could follow and review this podcast so that others can find us and we can spread the love. So until next time, here's my interview with Heather. Welcome. I am su- genuinely super excited. We have got Heather Black, CEO of Supermums and we're chatting about investing in ourselves. So Heather, welcome.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me here today. It's super exciting
0: to see you again. Oh, it's so brilliant. And actually just the just the just your business name, Supermums, just fills me with so much, there's just so much energy around it. So I think what will be really helpful is Heather, start by just telling us because we're going to be talking about how we can invest in ourselves as mothers what was your journey how did you get to super mums
1: mm, how can we be super right you're right there's loads of energy in that isn't it? and every day when I drop the kids off at school I say be super today <laughs> I, like, love that. I embed the super word as much as possible in my life right because you've got to surround yourself with these positive affirmations and power words so um yes how did I put myself into the super mum shoes. I don't always feel super, I have to say that. <laughs> we all have those moments where we're like, okay, not feeling super right now. But uh, you do have those moments where you're feeling super and I think, you know, that topic around investing in yourself is is actually where I do super supercharge myself because I love learning from people. I love learning from mentors. And that's actually how we met, wasn't it? It was working yeah. with this fantastic trainer. You know, I, I love investing in training and mentoring and that has been continual throughout my life actually since um university in school I didn't really like I learned it parrot fashion but then I was like well I'm not really applying it and actually only ever since I left university and I've then done training and mentoring in my workplace I've done it because I, I really want to know how to do this and to be super at this job and to be excel and you know I like to feel like I'm confident and can excel in it and i think that's where the super comes from right because we want to want to feel like we're, we're doing a good job so i've always invested in training and i've spent over 40 grand probably more than that now actually i haven't added up what i've spent this year <laughs> so maybe more like 40 60 grand possibly on training and mentoring over the last 20 years and you know that has put me in a fantastic position to you know be clear on what I do as a job, things, you know, I've changed direction at different points whilst I've learned things as well. But that's been really important. And that leads me to, uh, you know, what, what is Supermums and why am I here now and what do I do? So I uh, started out in a, an initial career and uh, that was around helping people into employment and entrepreneurship, actually. So I worked on, on strategy development for public authority initially, sort of going back back in my 20s. I started out in economic, economic development is what it was called. And we'd look at, well, how do we foster employment and uh, entrepreneurship amongst people? So that kind of was my roots. And then I started a business when I was 26, um, which was helping coach coaching young entrepreneurs to help young people set up businesses. And I ran that for eight years. But um, a lot of that was funded by government grants and things. And what happened during that time was that the public sector changed uh, from Labour to Conservative, and actually a lot of the funding pots were changed that we had traditionally relied on to support young people for free. So the business model kind of collapsed a little bit. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, we would really ridden, ridden this amazing wave. And with that company, and this is the start of my journey really, I had um, with uh, my previous company where we've been supporting young entrepreneurs, I'd grown the company from 100k to 1.3 million in a year. (gasps) We had this phenomenal growth because there was loads of public sector funding going into young people and young entrepreneurship, and we rode this wave. And I went from having five staff to 40 staff. And (gasps) I was like, okay, so we needed to implement a CRM system, client relationship management system. And that happened to be salesforce and salesforce uh, if we think about client relationship management system it's where you put all your customer contacts so it's all your mm. sales contacts any customers and you record everything you're doing with them um, and because obviously i've gone up to 40 staff we had to record everything and we had to report back all the work we've been doing to our funders. And so Salesforce became my heartbeat, really, because I couldn't operate the business without it. It was where everything was contained. We knew what we were doing. You know, we knew we were treating and managing clients properly. It allowed the team to function. And so I fell in love with Salesforce, this product, which I'd never really used a CRM before. And on that journey, I learned how to update the system to capture new information that we needed about customers you know how to automate emails so we didn't have to manually send all these emails and I was like oh this is amazing like I don't have to send all these emails manually like I can press a button and it will email everybody and it allowed this reporting for the company allowed us to really understand the reporting so I then decided to when when that business sort of, well, it didn't close down. I handed it over to somebody else um, because of the the challenges. It went a different direction. But I then taught... Found myself looking at what career do I do next? And I decided to get involved in helping other organizations implement Salesforce and trained up to be a Salesforce professional. And I realized that it could offer really well paid, flexible opportunities as a career. And there's so many jobs, and so um, there's a a big lack of talent in the digital space. Like Mm -hmm. people don't know about these jobs, and there's there's so much crying out for, for new people to come into the sector. And so that's when I launched Supermums after working freelance, as a Salesforce consultant for three or four years, I was like, yeah, other people can do this. It's not just me. You know, it's possible to work flexibly from home and to be earning good day rates. So I was on 450 day rates. And was sort of, yeah, decided to set up Supermums to say... Mums, you you know, and dads, and everybody else. Now it feels like, but we're like, look, there's all these great jobs here. I want to educate you about them, and I really feel that this is a great opportunity for you to learn and do something new if that's what you want. So we launched Supermums in two thousand and sixteen. We've been going ever since. We've had over seven hundred trainees, um, learners come through the program, and honestly, the feedback is like, you've changed my life, like, you know, it gets quite emotional when I say that, I really feel this little thing in my throat, but they honestly generally just say to us, you've changed my life, thank you so much, like, they're earning really good rates, and working flexibly, and got better lives with their families, and my team is so passionate, like, about that, it's, you know, it's what our mission is about, and it's very rewarding.
0: And it is, I think, for a lot of us now, and you know, I think it probably would have happened anyway, but I think COVID has accelerated all of the whole pandemic has just accelerated the way that we view how do we actually want that balance between being a parent and actually earning money and enjoying that aspect of our own kind of ambitions, but doing it in a way that is a bit more balanced. And, you know, there's been lots of talk about the great resignation and all of these various bits about people changing and shifting. And I would imagine that's quite a, have you began to see a shift in people looking for other avenues to still be ambitious and enjoy a career, but one that that, that is better able, more compatible with the role of being a parent as well?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've definitely seen an increase in numbers of people being interested with us and and we've had our biggest cohort yet just start actually with us in September. It's back to school for parents and relatives well <laughs> with us. And um yeah, it's amazing that you know we've had this biggest cohort join us and and absolutely, you know the facts and figures are out there that people are leaving their jobs because they want to be able to work from home, you know, or flexi or hybrid or whatever it is and they're not getting that where they are. And also I think more resilient like as we enter a reset, you know, a pending recession as everybody keeps talking about the careers in the salesforce space are quite recession proof because they typically you're managing a system which is the life and blood of that business right so without Mm. the system the whole business can't operate anyway so they're quite sort of assured roles and salesforce has sailed as a as a brand and a product has sailed through every recession and has continued to grow when actually the competitors haven't so we always talk about that with people that we work with um in terms of know the opportunities for people for sure
0: yeah going on to this theme keeping this kind of theme i want to keep Mm. it kind of like front and centre this idea about investing in ourselves so I don't know because I I had a slight visceral reaction on behalf of the listeners when Heather was talking about how much she's invested now I'm betting people have listened to this thought 40,000 50,000 oh my goodness me may I just remind everybody that we if you are sending your child to university and as my child has literally just graduated they will be spending 27,000 on fees Alone, so why is it that we get this we get this visceral reaction when we talk about investing in ourselves and money in terms of us? so Heather talk a bit about the money because I think and this is you know whether we 're pursuing a career we're, you know doing something within Salesforce or anything where we invest in ourselves and our future talk Talk a little bit about that because actually we 've talked a little bit off camera about this, and I think there 's a lot that yeah. We have a default assumption about that just simply isn't the case.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So there has to be, um, you know, a really clear business case about where you spend the money and what you're going to get out of it at the end of it. So on on changing career to Salesforce, I've spent ten thousand on that journey. It doesn't have to cost you that much by any. Imagine I did the courses that I did because I felt they were appropriate. But when I talk about the business case, I'm going to talk about four key things really to think about. Um, which kind of justifies it because you say it's a big scary number when you talk about it but when you look logically at it on black and white on a piece of paper you know that's what you've got to do you've got to justify and convince yourself as as if you were talking to the dragon's den (laughs) it's so different right it's like you know you're almost in a dragon's den with yourself going don't you want that much money? Why? What's it <laughs> going to do for you? So you've got to do your own little Dragon's Den pitch. And so your Dragon's Den pitch has got to look at four key things, really. The first is, you know, why why do you want to ha- have this money? What is it going to do to change your life for the better? You've got to have a real motivation to spend that money in the first place, because otherwise you're not. Um, and, it's it, you know, it's a different spend to buying a piece of furniture or, so, or a piece of clothing, right? You know, it, it's, it's not about just treating yourself it's about something that's going to add value and make you more money like an Mm -hmm. investment is different to spending money it's about an investment because it's going to make you more money so there's got to be the motivation of why is this going to really change your life what difference is it going to make and then it's looking at you know well how can i do this and how am i confident that the method of training course or whatever it is that you're going to take is going to get you from a to z like am i really confident and so some of the super the learners that go through our supermums program will do research will talk to people in the industry will attend the webinars they'll speak to our career coaches you know they do the groundwork they don't just say i'm going to spend you know two grand and that's it you know they are doing this groundwork in the background to understand well okay if i do this training course what will they get me they'll also check out other training courses and look at what they'll get and people will choose the right thing for them so you've got to Look at the the how you're going to get trained up and feel comfortable that it's going to get you to where you want to be. And then you've got to look at a real milestone and commitment. So again, we've had people who have come to us who've tried to change career by themselves and they've tried to study by themselves and there's been no accountability you know they've got lost they've not motivated and so a lot of the the learners join supermums because we have a very structured six-month program you know they're going to get training work experience career coaching you know there's that structure so whether it's you know us or somebody else I'm just sort of using that as an example. But it, you know that in six months, that's when I can apply for jobs and you've got that structure. So look for something that's going to hold you accountable to completing and getting that end goal if you're going to go through this journey. Because it's very easy and I put my hands up. Some of the money that I have spent on training have, has just been an online course with no structure and no accountability. And have I watched it? No, really like (laughs) embarrassing to say that, isn't it? I have spent money on training that I haven't actually done anything with. Personally, I'm a much better learner if I'm in a classroom, if I'm on live training, because I have to show up, I have to listen. Um, I prefer being out of the house and actually at something. Um, So I think you've really got to learn like what is your learning style and how do you kind of get that all in place? And then you've got to think, well, okay, what am I going to get? So when I did the Salesforce training, I was on the 450-day rates. So I'm like thinking, well, okay, if I do this two grand course, that's four days to repay it back. That's not a lot of time, but it's going to keep getting me those clients and keep getting me in that job. And, and it wasn't that I needed that course necessarily for the job because I was, eight, I was, do, I was doing the job, but I didn't really feel like I was... I had all the skill set i wasn't confident because i realized actually that's a weakness and if i want to do a really super job come back to the word super i'm going to do this course because i know that i'll deliver much better and i feel more confident charging that day rate and maybe a bit more as you obviously get build up your experience you can charge more so um you know when you look at sort of what you can earn whether it's a salary a day rate or whatever you're going for then you can start to sort of go well actually this makes sense
0: yeah and that may I love there was a couple of things that I picked up scribbling notes as we're talking there was a couple of things that I think I really picked up you know when we're looking at this notion of investing in ourselves it's the be honest with yourself are you somebody who is going to be able to study independently and be able to complete the course and you know Heather I'm completely with you I have bought courses before and I have not got I I, I, I do actually have at least one course that I never even logged into after spending the money Mm -hmm let alone not even (laughs) finishing it but it's this you know be honest with yourself you I know that for me when I've done things in the past I've needed something where I have had to show up where I've had to hand things in where I've had to be accountable Mm. where I've had to be present some people can flourish on independent learning but it's first the first thing was about being you know whatever you choose to invest in yourself in you have to be honest with yourself about what you need And I think the other thing is also being honest with yourself about what you might need to give you the confidence at the end. So you may be somebody who's quite diligent about self-study, but when you've studied, will you feel confident to be charging the correct rate? And actually, by being around other people, does that support and being in a cohort and that camaraderie help you realise absolutely this is the right rate? Because this is what everyone else is charging, And then that gives you confidence. Is that what you've also found by creating that super mums? It's a way of just everybody helping everybody up.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So there's such a sense of community amongst the the learners. They all support and motivate each other by WhatsApp group. And we also create an internal group as well. Um, and so that's been a big thing for them that they're supporting and saying right let you know so they've got certain things they've got to complete each week and because somebody's doing it there's that competitive element of like oh gosh they've done it I've got to do it too and you know that element the other kind of key thing though that is also really useful as part of any training program that you do or even to support yourself is to get that mentor so we have um, on our program we create a structure where they have a one-to-one mentor that they have to meet every week to show them the homework that they've oh. done and if they're not able to do it they get one-to-one support to help them understand it so there's that real level of connection sense checking confidence building and the feedback I actually met a couple of the mentors yesterday at an event you know the feedback from them is like it just boosts their confidence massively and helps them really understand say their skill level what they're doing make sure they understand it holds them accountable so you know it, it is making sure that you don't just You know, if you're worried about saying, oh, I'm going to spend 5K, 2K or whatever it is on a course, you know, you can spend 2K and not achieve it because you've got nobody to hold you accountable to. So actually, you know, putting those and making sure you've got that support system in place, like, you know, the right learning environment, the right mentors, the right support, peer community, all those things have definitely helped our learners achieve their success.
0: Yeah. And that makes such a big difference. So... Let's say somebody's listening, well, obviously more than one person, but there are people listening now thinking, do you know what? I um, You've convinced me, Heather, that I need to invest in myself. Um, and then this is something that I'm going to commit and make that kind of shift. Can you help them sort of work out how they then go about justifying it? Because I'm guessing you can be committed to the decision. you could think, actually, I do want to invest in myself now. But how do they make that a tangible thing for their life? sort of end life their kind of lifetime goals and then be able to then communicate that if they're living with their part if they're co-parenting and that there are other vested people because this is obviously a finite big financial commitment whatever you decide to do
1: yeah yeah good question so going let's go back to the dragon's den (laughs) i've put together even if it's for yourself put together a little proposal and it's not necessarily a proposal but it's writing down on paper okay You know, why do I want to do this? How am I going to do it? And why is that a good approach? What is it going to give me in return? And how do I know that? So in the Salesforce space, for example, we sort of share all the salary surveys and what they could earn and sort of make people aware of it. We say, talk to recruitment consultants and speak to them about the jobs and everything. So write down your proposal, because if you just sit down with yourself or your husband or partner or whoever it is you're talking to, and you just rattle it off out of your head there's nothing tangible there you've got to I you know I've been running businesses for years so in, in that sense I've gone to investors before and had to put together a business case for investment it's no different you know really it's the same yeah. sort of things why am I going to invest money so whether you're asking you know you might have your own finances you might you know be in a partnership where you share finances in which case yes you might need to convince the convince partner that this two grand is well spent and what are you going to do if you've got it all documented you're clear in your head as much as you can clearly articulate to them and they can see the evidence and the proof too we have a lot of couples actually on phone calls together with our career coaches because they're making the decision together you know and um they're understanding it together rather than one person just understanding it so you know sort of share that knowledge i think if you're going to i've certainly put things on credit cards before because we're very good useful in the uk that we get this zero percent interest for 18 Mm. months you know you can easily be sort of in a position to pay back that money within 18 months um so i've used credit cards before but again i've got to be really clear in my mind about the benefits i'm going to get out of this so again you know having it in black and white um or it might be you know we've certainly had people on our course who've asked you know family members or friends for investing in them and, and doing it and and so think about it in that way you know don't have all these thoughts going on in your head bouncing all over the place with no consolidation write down and at supermums we've actually now provided that career template you know to sort of say right you know here are all the things here are the salaries write down what it is you want and created a template for people <laughs> to do this yeah. um, because sometimes it's like well you know I, the immediate things I'm sure listeners are saying was like what do I what do I write down again it's like okay well here's a template just fill it in you know with a Q and a but it's yeah the why do you want to do it you know how are you going to do it when are you going to do it and what's that accountability and, and time frame and you know what are you how are you going to repay it and when out of what money you know, what money are you going to earn? So they're the four things that I'll come back to is just, you know, sort of getting clarity around.
0: And I think that that's a really useful thing to do Yourself, anyway. I mean, I guess a lot of it depends on your personality. I'm quite—I think I'm probably naturally quite an impulsive, optimistic person. So I'll be like, "Oh my god, I could do that. I can big squeeze that into here, and I can do this." But actually, forcing yourself to write it down and almost—you get clarity for yourself. You know, why am I doing this course? What benefit is it going to give to me? How does it move me towards my end life goals? How am I going to get that return on investment? Because I think that that, I just think it's quite, it's just really good way of kind of solidifying it with us first, because before we're then communicating it, even if we're not in a situation where we're looking at having to sort of discuss it because it's part of joint finances, just being able to our kind of, you know, be really clear with ourselves why we're doing it. Because that, I guess, have you found, Heather, that when people have done that, they've been much more successful in navigating, in going through the training because they've been super clear with themselves about the steps and why they're doing it.
1: Yeah, so interestingly enough, the way that we've structured it with supermummers is actually everybody had to have a conversation with our team first. It wasn't just a buy now cart. (laughs) Right. Um and we still we we do that. We offer thirty minute free cons- career consultations. We have certified career coaches that are part of our team. We like very much about encouraging people to have a chat and a conversation without just, you know, buy now. And that can be quite different to other providers, right? And other training providers mm. out there. So that's why I encourage people to have all conversations with the people they're gonna train with, you know, the people that are in the, the sector that they're looking to move into. You know understand the job roles what the potential is because you need to to change career and to invest in yourself in anything new you need to feel that confidence and that hope that you can change successfully so the more you talk to the more people you talk to the more you network the more your confidence is going to increase in a way that you feel it's right for them or, or increasing confidence that it's not right for you whatever it is yeah. Um, and then you've got that insight but people you've got to work out what your motivation is so some people are certainly financially motivated so People are like, well, how do I get those 450-day rates? It's like, well, here's your two-year plan. This is what you need to do to get there. Okay, right, I'm on it. And people will nail through those certifications and, you know, are are, are going for it. Whereas we've had other learners who are like, you know, yeah, I've done it. I'm quite happy just here, though, you know, and they haven't got aspirations to go further. You know, they're quite happy to move up the chain because they've got the work-life balance that they want and the flexibility they wanted, which they didn't have before. So it does very depend on what your motivation
0: is and being really clear on that how do they because it occurred to me as you were sort of saying that that typically and you know as entrepreneurs you and i would typically if we're going to spend some money a budget any any of our budget we talk about return on investment we're going to get back to it so we often look at it financially but actually there are multiple different ways of measuring return on investment for for that kind of investing in ourselves and in training what are some, i mean obviously okay if we set aside money you've talked a little bit about work life balance what are some of the other things that we actually get i mean i can think of a couple but just you know it'd be interesting what what are those other ways because i guess for it's not money for everybody
1: mm so self-esteem isn't it self-esteem and confidence like we've had people who've been out of the workplace 13 years quite a few of our learners have been that you know obviously returning mums who've been out of the work so for them it's just that step back into the workplace it's that self-esteem and their confidence and and a point that probably didn't pick up on um earlier but you know one of the reasons for doing this is that if your kids see that you're you know, you've got that job that you love and the balance and enjoyment, they see that happiness in you and they aspire to have that too. So it's, you know, it can sort of set good impressions for your kids. Um, You know, you've got your own income that you can spend on, you know, some people just want their own pocket money (laughs) because, you know, they kind of want to get, you know, their own financial pocket money back. Um, everybody has different motivations, but what's really important is they're clear on that and that's enough for them to go through the the you know the the emotional journey of changing career because whenever you actually make that commitment to invest in yourself learn something new you're gonna start with that oh this is going to be amazing and then you're gonna have that learning dip at week three <laughs> It's always about week three I don't know what it is you're like I can't do this <laughs> why did I car, even but. sign up? <laughs> And you know what? That's when we drop out, right? If you're not held accountable. So, you know, if I look back on the courses, you know, I was like, right, I'm in it. You know, week three, it is that, like, oh gosh, okay. Um, You know, you're going to have those bits. And that's why having that right support structure around you to kind of make you carry on and to get over those dips and to kind of keep going Mm. is really important because. You want to get to that point where I'm like, I come back to the super word where you feel like, yeah, okay, I've got it, I've nailed it, but you're gonna go
0: on that ride, aren't you, with it? Yeah, and that but then again, but that's part of the whole being honest is that actually mm-hmm. the reality is life happens. Children don't become unwell at the at the right opportunities. They don't have a complete meltdown because something's happened at school at a convenient time. <laughs> and we have all of the other <laughs> pressures that we have. So of course we're gonna have dips. And if you know that you're somebody who needs that rallying well, you know you and i have both had sort of mentors and coaches that have have served that purpose because we've we've known that that's a really helpful thing to do and i think you know that for me a lot one of the big return on investments just thinking about it from a sort of a, as a psychologist perspective it, and i bang on about all of the time but it's this notion that children are much more likely to do what they see than what we say so if our children see us modeling to them a pushing ourselves out of our comfort zone you know one of the biggest questions i get asked all of the time is how do i raise confident resilient kids well you raise confident resilient kids by modeling confidence and resilience by pushing yourself out of your comfort zone because we can't praise confidence into our children it has to come from within and if they see us flourishing from within they will also flourish from within so for me that's such a huge return on investment for us to make that commitment to invest in ourselves
1: yeah no that makes absolute sense absolutely and what's nice is a lot of our parents are teaching their kids about their salesforce careers now and actually sitting down with them because there's so many job opportunities that are really well paid like i'm I'm not joking 20 year olds are earning 60k by the time (sighs) they, they hit their 30s and you're like wow you know so you know you're getting that whole that absolutely exactly what you've just said now you know the parents are going look i've just learned this do you want to do some trails with me and they can start learning it and and going to a job at 18 21 you know those sort of opportunities so absolutely modeling everything
0: teaching sharing with them you know it's really important which is incredible okay so people are listening they're thinking yeah all right can i ask you then heather because i think that this is quite a timeless question that you know i've talked about self-care a lot and investing in ourselves is is the best form of self-care what's the one thing that you would say or you encourage somebody to do to take that first step in investing in themselves whatever that might look like Mm
1: -hmm.
0: what would you say would be the one thing i think it
1: goes back to your motivation for why you'd invest in yourself The situation that I'm involved with most often is people changing careers. If you are fed up working in the situation you're in and um, you don't know which way to go, it's almost putting yourself back in the shoes of when you were finishing school and going, "Okay, what career do I do? I don't know. You know, we're all in those shoes. You've got to get out there and research and research the different options. Check out Supermums and the Salesforce career, obviously. Other careers, look into them, find out. Don't be scared of just leaning in and looking. You are not committing to anything. (laughs) You are just learning and thinking, is there a different way to live and be and do? And, you know, take that career. So if you're truly fed up, you've not got the work-life balance, you've not got the salary that you want, um, you know, because again, going back to women can earn flexible salaries on 50 60k you know and not have to give up their life you know that's what I advocate at supermums certainly and I know we're not the only career that can offer that is you know lean in and look and find something out that's new because that's not a commitment at that point if you find that there's something there that you know you enjoy and you can see yourself doing then that's when you're going to do the the investment
0: Oh, i love that heather thank you so much it's been i could ask you a million and one questions and we'll probably have to do another episode anyway but thank you and i'm going to leave everybody with the lean in and look and let go out and be super thank you heather i love that thank you very much